0: 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Good morning, Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And my name is Ray Lance, and we're very happy to be with you this Sunday morning and every Sunday morning at this hour. We always like to thank our faithful listeners. We have a lot of people every single week, don't we, that tell us that they listen to the show faithfully every week. We do. Uh,
1: And we actually had someone come into our office, oh, about a week or so ago, who says she's been listening for the better part of the eight years that we've been on.
0: Yeah. Eight years is a long time. Yeah. Well, what should we do for our next anniversary? We'll have to do something special.
1: Well, we're coming up on our 450th show, so I think we're going to set off some fireworks. Oh, wait, we're in Massachusetts. Those are illegal.
0: Well, maybe we'll bring in some music. How about if we bring in some music the next time? We'll bring in a marching band. Yeah, that's a good idea. They can all blow their trumpets with their masks on. Well, today we want to talk about how difficult it is to live during a pandemic. I wonder how many people would have ever thought they would be living during the middle of a pandemic. It's something you've read about in history books. But today we're going to be talking about 15 personal finance lessons we can all learn from a pandemic year. And we're not over it yet, are we, Pete? We sure are not. And
1: I don't know when the end is going to come, but hopefully it's going to be soon and we can go around without masks on again and live a you know, somewhat normal life again, whatever that may be. It's kind of like everybody said after 9-11 that we would never view the world the same way again. And I think that that's now happen again with this pandemic, and I don't think that we'll ever uh, be normal again. And um, I remember this time last year, uh, you were starting to get concerned about the coronavirus, and I told you that it was nothing to be concerned about, and it wasn't a big deal, and the media was blowing out, out of pro- proportion, and look at where we are now.
0: Well, I had to have some surgery in 2020, and they were undecided about whether they would do it because of this new thing called the coronavirus. Yep. But in the end, they did it, and I was very glad that they did.
1: But, it, you know, the, the whole pandemic has struck a, a, a whole lot of fear into people. Some of it justified, some of it not. Um, you know, when it first really hit back in March of 2020, everybody was panicking, thinking that you had to leave your groceries in your mail quarantined for three days before you could touch it. You had to, I mean, it was just really, you know, people thought that you could catch the coronavirus just by the most uh, you know easiest ways of, of daily living and everybody was in such fear and panic. So it's just you know y- you have to take everything with a grain of salt and you know be careful but you know when new news comes out, don't take
0: it all as as uh, gospel, I guess is the the thing to say. Well, the good news of course Pete is that we we now have the vaccine. And we've just recently entered into Phase 2, which is for people age 75 and older. That's going well, isn't it? Well, I've been asked to look into it for some people, and um, so I can help some clients figure out how to do it. I went online on the website just to take a look at it, and it's really hard. It's really difficult. We also, just before the show, we called the Board of Health, we called the Council on Aging, and nobody has any information. So that has to change real quickly because a lot of people are going to be looking to get the vaccine shot. And the the good news is we've heard from Washington that they're planning to have another couple hundred million doses of vaccines purchased really shortly. But I think we'll be wearing masks for a good long time, won't we? Yep, I think so. So as we start today, let's talk about our first lesson, and we're going to talk about some things that we can offer you and provide you when you listen to our show Um, I'll mention a couple of them right now. We'll mention it again. We have a 2021 tax summary guide, which was prepared by Allianz Life Insurance Company. It's a very good detailed guide. We can get you a copy of that. We have a book called Tax-Free Retirement by Patrick Kelly, which has some really good ideas. We'd be happy to provide a copy of this free to anybody, except on the book itself, we'd like to have an appointment to meet with you and find out what your needs and concerns are. But the 2021 Tax Summary Guide, the Baby Boomers Guide for Social Security, we've got a college funding guide we'll be happy to provide you. Um, Just give us a call. The college funding guide, by the way, is called The Savvy Parent's Guide to Cutting College Costs. So there's lots and lots of good information to say nothing of all the reports and so forth that Lance Law can provide. Give us a call at 508-998-8858 and describe the guide that you'd be looking for. We'd be happy to send you a copy the tax guide, uh, social security guide, or the college planning guide. Um, so emergencies happen, don't they, Pete? Nobody ever thought of this as being an emergency, but it certainly was starting around uh, January and February of last year. Do you remember the beginning of January when Uh, It was stated from Washington that this is just a minor thing and it's not going to be important. Remember those discussions?
1: Yeah, of course I do. It wasn't thought of as a serious thing until, I don't know, the first week of March or so.
0: Well, you know, over the years we've heard about building an emergency fund, having at least one month of spending money available, and many people, probably half the country, can't even do that. But boy, when the emergency hits, when there's a layoff, when there's a delay in unemployment compensation— or stimulus benefits. Um, it's always going to be politics before that gets straight. So you know what? Moving along just for a little bit here, we were talking a little bit about emergencies. And no matter what we do in life, we have to plan for emergencies. So I wonder how many people have flashlights and they think about batteries. And, you know, speaking of batteries, Pete, uh, you're a firefighter as well, as amongst other things. I wonder how many people think about changing their Smoke detector batteries, if they have battery-operated ones, which you should do twice a year when you change the time, right?
1: Exactly. That's just the easy way for people to remember to do that uh, is always check your batteries and change them if they're you know even remotely low on your smoke detectors and your carbon monoxide detectors. Uh, the other thing that people could do, uh, yes, it costs a little bit of money. They're probably around $60 each, but there are now combination smoke and carbon monoxide detectors that have a 10-year lithium-ion battery. Mm. So you know, you may have three or four smoke detectors in your home. You may have more. Uh, it's really important, so important. People die so often of carbon monoxide poisoning. Never mind fires, of course. They die more often of carbon monoxide, I would imagine, than than um, fire than fire. Probably. So you know, sixty-something dollars times three times four, however many you have in your home. For a 10-year peace of mind, you know, really what's the, the end result, what's the end cost? It's not that much.
0: Well, in general, think about the things that we all do, and we do them on purpose because we want to protect somebody, we want to protect ourselves, we want to protect your children, our families. So you do things like smoke detectors, or maybe you carry a flashlight in the car. What do you do when it snows? You have a snow brush in your car, otherwise you have to get out and do it by hand. Well, we need to think about finances and how you order and organize your life the same way, but we can't plan on emergencies. That's why they're called emergencies. You can't plan for them. So what you need to do, I think, is to make sure that you've always got an emergency fund. It's something that Susie Ormon and other people talk about all the time. It's not new with her, but um, you need to do it. So I wonder how many people during the time of pandemic have thought about improving or increasing an emergency fund. I'm
1: sure a lot of people had to u- utilize their emergency fund if they even had one um, during these times. And
0: that's what it would be for, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. And emergencies come in many different ways, not just of a pandemic, but you know, accidents, all kinds of different things. Uh, you never know. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast is you don't know when an emergency is going to happen or what that emergency is going to be. But there is a fact that only one in five Americans have enough emergency savings to cover three to five months of your just basic living expenses. So that's, you know, a pretty
0: scary fact right there in itself. One in five. And the government has tried to help through the various stimulus programs and the CARES Act. And as we're going on the air today on uh, Sunday, January 31st already, holy cow, um, we still don't know the status of whether there's going to be more stimulus money coming out. But we have to be more disciplined. You know who has greatly increased employment during this time period? Amazon, delivery services. Well,
1: so, during the pandemic, uh, Bezos, uh, I mean, you're talking about Amazon, Tesla, and Facebook. Those three uh, founders and CEOs have earned you know, something like a trillion dollars between the three of them. I forgot the total. I read that the other day. Wow. So
0: they're not suffering during the pandemic. No, but what happens when people are home and they can't go out and they need to be amused and entertained is it's real simple to go online and start buying things, isn't it?
1: It is. As, well, I mean, it was basically a necessity for a lot of people, especially people in a higher risk, uh, you know, age bracket or health bracket. Uh, I think that they were primarily shopping online instead of going, you know,
0: even for groceries, getting everything online and some of it's useful and some of it's necessary so you can stay healthy but it's also could be a very important time when instead of spending money maybe you can use some of those proceeds some of those monies to save money make sure you have your emergency funds set up well i
1: think that's what you know a lot of people have realized and there are some positives that have come out of the pandemic and that is i think a lot of people have sort of taken a step back and a realize what's important B, realize that they need to change their spending habits because maybe they got into a bind uh, and, and didn't have enough money for their basic needs. Um, I, I think this is kind of silly, but one of my favorite things that came out of the pandemic is curbside pickup, especially from my dog's food and stuff. It's so easy to go and place an online order and then swing by, um, you know, Melissa's Pet Depot or Petco or wherever and just have them come outside and dump it in your car for you. Sure. Um, It's just easy and fast and convenient for people, especially, you know, I've got a pretty busy schedule. I'm racing from one place to another. Um, I also really, aside from reflecting on a lot of things and, uh, you know, my health and the health of the ones that I love, I got to spend a lot of really good quality time with my kids, especially when we were quarantined and locked indoors, Um, at the beginning March and April especially. So, you know, I think a lot of pre- people appreciated life and, and their loved ones more.
0: So that's a little bit of positivity. Yes, it is. But the important thing is to have a little bit of sense of financial discipline. So instead of just going out and spending a lot of money and buying things online that maybe you don't really need, maybe before you hit the, you know, submit button, you give it a little bit of thought. And could you put some money aside instead?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It. it I think we'll teach people if they haven't learned the lesson already, just like the Great Depression taught our grandparents or great grandparents, uh, you know, a very valuable lesson in how to scrimp and save and uh I think that a lot of people will have learned that lesson based on what
0: happened over the last, you know, eleven months or so. I thought it would be interesting today, Pete. We have a new president and this is not a political statement, but uh it's amazing how many different quotations Uh, people have given over the years so i'm going to use a few of these quotations today this is from joe biden failure at some point in your life is inevitable but giving up is unforgivable and that's true of all of us this is a very difficult time for everybody whether you've been laid off whether you you can't eat at a restaurant and that's important to you whether you can't travel um whether you can't have your kids in school which is an enormous hardship um It's a very tough time. It's a very difficult time. Well, um,
1: one of the things I'd like to mention, and I'm going to actually say a quote for the first time in a while. You're usually the quote master, but I'm going to have a quote, and only because it's on uh, one of our tri-fold, really heavy cardstock, nice and glossy um, guides that we have to give out. And we did give away quite a few of the uh, Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security. Uh, We also have the Baby Boomers Guide to uh, Medicare, Um, We have key tax changes. Uh, All of these different pamphlets that we're either happy to mail to you or you can swing by our office and pick up. Just give us a call beforehand, uh, 508-998-8858. And this one um, is the Savvy Parent's Guide to Cutting College Costs. And it goes into all kinds of different um, strategies and planning for college. Uh, Borrowing for college, private scholarships, athletic scholarships, Uh, It goes into just a wealth of information, and this one really hits home, as I said, because my oldest is about to be going to college in the fall. And this quote from Dr. Seuss is actually printed on this uh, brochure, this this pamphlet of uh, informational material, The Savvy Parent's Guide to Cutting College Costs. How did it get so late so soon? It's night before it's afternoon. December is here before it's June. My goodness, how the time has flown. How did it get so late so soon? Dr.
0: Seuss is great.
1: I actually um, just came across an old video camera uh, that I had totally forgotten about. And uh, I thought I had transferred all the files onto my laptop, but nope. Uh, Have about 350 home videos, anywhere from, you know, five to 10 seconds long to several minutes long on this video camera. Wow. That was tucked away in a video camera bag in the attic. Totally forgotten about for probably 10 years or more. Holy cow. And my daughter and I were watching them the other night. And it's, you know, my boy's first time ever playing t ball and their very first at bat and all kinds of things like that. And I'm looking at my son who's about to go to college and thinking, where has the time gone? Mm-hmm. So that quote from Dr. Seuss is very fitting right now.
0: Yeah, this is a great song with that name too, Where Has All the Time Gone? But in any event, get that converted into a digital format, you have a couple of CDs made have one kept at your house and have one kept someplace else safe because those are precious memories. That's the plan.
1: The cord to transfer from the video camera to my laptop has disappeared. We tore the house apart and can't <laughs> find it anywhere. So Brody, our IT guy, helped me found, find one on Amazon and
0: that's coming tomorrow so I can do that transfer. Well, the other thing that people need in the time of pandemic is you need to have a will or a trust. You need to have an estate plan. And this may sound counterintuitive or something, but My gosh, we see so many people all the time that are simply not prepared. And we like to say, um, if you don't have a plan, the government has a plan for you. If you've done a will or a trust a long time ago and it hasn't been reviewed, you really need to take the time to review it. Things change in your family all the time. Give a call to Attorney Mike Coleman or Attorney Tenny Lance. You can reach them at 508-998-8800. They do wills and trusts, and they do Medicaid planning to protect people's assets from nursing homes, uh, nursing home protection and asset protection, real estate transactions. Lots of interesting things that they do. So um, that's that's a very important thing to do during this time, isn't it?
1: It is. Another tip um, and lesson learned from the year of COVID is buy when others are scared. So when the market tumbles because people are afraid— that's not always, but it's typically a really good time to invest. And I had a lot of clients buying up stock of various kind. I can't really get into the details of that uh, back in March and April, especially, especially in March. Uh, and it was a, a great thing for them. Again, it's not always the case, but um, you know all bear markets are very much different from the others, but um, always, always there's a rebound. So when they get out of the bear market and go back into the bull market. So it's a great time to invest when it is a bear market. Um, The stock market has been very volatile, so it's hard to predict when the best time to
0: buy is. But March of 2020 sure was. And of course, it's not everybody who's in the stock market, not everybody who buys stocks and bonds and mutual funds. But the one thing you always need to think about, especially at this time, is how are you managing your risks? Are the things that you might happen to be invested in risky or are they not? Are the things safer and more conservative? At uh, USA Wealth Group, we do a lot of work with deferred indexed annuities, for example. The principal is protected. You can't lose your principal. And that's important, and everybody's different. Everybody's uh,
1: needs are different, and everybody's risk tolerance is different. Uh, I have some, we have some older clients who uh, still have the majority of their assets, their retirement assets, in the stock market. And in some cases, I've seen a client with all of their retirement assets in one stock, in one company. Mm-hmm. I've seen that so before. So everybody's different. Um, I do something called Riskalyze, where if somebody's interested, I can go through a quiz with them and basically show them what their risk score is. And at the end, a little speed limit sign pops up literally with you know their risk tolerance. And then from there, I can give them recommendations on what they should or should not be doing mm-hmm. And again, it's just recommendations. Some people choose to do their own thing even after uh, recommendation, and that's perfectly fine. That's, um, you know,
0: that's the client's decision to make. You also do something called Morningstar analysis, which allows you to determine people's risks as well, right? Uh, not really determining their
1: risks. That's more the risk-alized score, but the Morningstar okay. report breaks down their portfolio into great detail. Um, 99% of the time, it's too much detail for people. So I like to just highlight a couple of key things. It basically tracks uh, the, the client's portfolio uh, against the S&P as a benchmark and shows them you know, um, how it's performing against the S&P, uh, the best three months, the worst three months, the best five years, the worst five years, and so mm-hmm. on. And it goes into grading the bonds that they might be in and everything else. So, Well,
0: there's some other interesting things that we need to think about when we talk about risks. Do you have proper health insurance? Do you have health problems? Are you uh, covered adequately? And what about life insurance? What about disability insurance? I wonder how many people think that life insurance is a bad name. But what happens if you've got two breadwinners in the family, a husband and wife, let's say, and one of them should, should die? And maybe it's at a time when a child is in school or about to go to school. If you don't have life insurance to cover that kind of a risk, then maybe your child can no longer continue in college, for example. If if someone
1: has young children, you know, not into college or not into the workforce yet, uh, it, today's a different world where we're sort of in a, in a new frontier where people realize kids don't have to go to college necessarily to have a good career. And in True. some cases, they can do much better if they have a certain skill or, you know, skill set. Um, so... It's kind of strange. back in the you know middle part of the twentieth century, I think a lot of people started turning to, "Well, my son has to go to college or I have to go to college."
0: And uh, we're sort of turning that back around again. Yeah, My father went to the tenth grade, and then he dropped out of school. And then he went in the Marine Corps when he was seventeen, and he never went back. He had a good career in the military, and then from there he worked for an insurance company for another 20 or twenty five years. Uh, he made a very respectable living, but he always told me, study good, you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college, and I never heard anything differently. And Americans have sort of been
1: trapped in that mindset for a long time, but like I said, I think that we're sort of turning a corner where as long as the kid is motivated and, and knows that they want to go into a trade school to become a plumber uh, or, you know, anything like that, then it's, it's a it's a different um, area that we are in now. Plumbers can make a lot of money. Absolutely. But, but the, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, you know, if you have young kids or your, your children have young kids and they don't have life insurance, then that's just really shame on you, unfortunately, because you need to protect your children. Uh, think about what would happen if you're no longer here. How would your surviving spouse, you know, get along? Uh, would they have to sell the home and move into an apartment? Um, Would the kids be able to even go to college if they chose to do so? Would they have to jump into another relationship just to survive? Yep. so just think about it. Life insurance, especially when you're younger, is so inexpensive, Um, you know, especially if you're talking term insurance, just to get through the years where your children are
0: young. So one of the things that we do, Pete, when we sit down and meet with clients, we look to see what their income is. Are they retired? Are they still working? When do they plan to retire? We look at their assets and ask the question, can you afford to retire? What will you have for government benefits? You know, most people will have Social Security, but not everything um, can cover uh, what Social Security covers. You can't cover all of your bills. Joe Biden once said, our future cannot depend on government alone. The ultimate solutions lie in the attitudes and the actions of the American people. So you can't count on just Social Security. You have to plan on other sources. You have to rely upon yourself ultimately, don't you? And that's what we help people do. How about, do you ever go by somebody's house and it looks like they have a nice house, but they've got a boat and toys and cars and motorcycles and all kinds of things in the yard. So I heard once somebody say, in fact, it might've been Joe Biden. I was just looking for that particular quotation. Don't tell me what you value. Show me what you own and I'll tell you what you value.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there are a lot of people who may have a lot of toys and what looks to be like a lot of wealth who are really struggling because they're living beyond their means. Um, And that's more common than not, I would imagine. There's a lot of people who are wealthy, but, you know, they're paycheck to paycheck. And there's a quote I saw somewhere months ago that said, if you can't manage $10,000... If you all of a sudden, you know, win a million dollars in the lottery or inherit a million dollars, you're not going to be able to manage that million dollars either. Well, I've seen people do that. I've
0: seen people who've actually won the lottery and blow right through the money and spend it all and then be back into difficulty again. But the fact is, as we're talking about important things to think about during the time of pandemic, your personal finances do really reflect your value. Every time I look at, do I, do I want to buy something else or do I have enough shirts in my closet? Do I really need to buy another shirt? And usually the answer is no, I don't. You get a lot of things, we, we all own a lot of things, Americans do especially. So a lot of people have sort of reconnected with their personal finances during the time of pandemic and they make decisions about what's really important to them. We're saving money because we're not spending as much money on gasoline. I know lots and lots of people that will never buy a new car. They'll always go out and buy a late model used car because they don't want the depreciation. But this is a great time to think about what's really important to you financially and then what are you doing to, uh, to live in that kind of a lifestyle.
1: Uh, a Wall Street Journal article recently stated that 81 million Americans have reported that their uh, retirement timing has been impacted because of COVID and the pandemic. Sure. And that they're going to have to change how their retirement looks, or they're going to have to work longer, or basically something has changed with their retirement um, or their retirement
0: um, goals and planning. Right. What about owning a dog? Do you think more and more people are owning dogs during the time of pandemic, Pete? You have a couple of dogs. Your dogs are rescue dogs, right? Yeah, uh, they are. They're both from Tennessee. Um
1: About two hours apart from each other, small towns in Tennessee, northwestern Tennessee. Um, I'm a huge rescue advocate. Uh, I will uh, go to great lengths to try to convince someone to rescue instead of um, going to a breeder. There are certain instances where I think a breeder is fine, like if somebody is uh, in need of. A very specific type of guide dog because they have a disability, or if they have a really severe, you know, a type of allergic reaction to normal dog fur and dander. Uh, other than that, I don't really think that there's a good reason to get uh, a purebred dog. Um, there's uh, dog breeders all across the country, um,
0: and there's also dog rescues all across the country. Let me let me sort of put an emphasis on that point, Pete. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I know that one of Peter's dogs that he acquired, which is a lovely, wonderful dog, was one day away from being put down, one day away from being euthanized when uh, she was rescued. And she's a great dog, a great companion. But I wonder how many people during the time of pandemic, for example, have decided that they really need to have a dog for a companion at home. And then hopefully they'll continue to exercise responsibility and take care of the dog and not turn the dog back. When they go back to work or something.
1: I've seen it happen. Um, I've heard about it happening. Uh, just one quick thing to go back on is if somebody is looking for a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever or whatever breed you might be looking for, I promise you that there's rescue shelters out there that specialize in every single type of breed that you can imagine. hmm um, do, you, do you know of any of them? Of course I do. I, I see them all the time. So I, somebody calls you, you can give them a reference? Yeah. Call me, email me, come by. I can absolutely point you in the right direction if you're looking to rescue a dog, even if it's a specific breed. Um, there's several Labrador Retriever rescues just in you know the,
0: on the East Coast and in the Northeast. Um, so so give, give Peter a call at 508-998-8858, and he can give you information on how to rescue a dog.
1: All right. My wife's aunt reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said that she had been trying uh, for months trying to find a specific type of dog. She wanted a Chihuahua mix that was 10 to 20 pounds, and she could not find one anywhere. Sounds like ordering at a restaurant. She reached out to me, and I put her in touch with a couple of women uh, who run shelters and know a lot of other people who run other shelters. And in a matter of 24 hours, she got uh, a picture and a description and a video of this dog named Sophie. Wow. And a week later, the dog came up and she put a message out on Facebook saying how grateful she was and how wonderful Sophie is.
0: What a great story.
1: But she said she could not find this dog, a a dog that she was looking for anywhere because so many people have been adopting um, and
0: buying dogs all around because of the pandemic pandemic. So I've read that it can cost anywhere from $600 to as much as two thousand twenty-one hundred dollars to take care of a dog in the course of the year. So I guess people should think about the cost before they make a decision to go and just buy a dog, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing is when you're
1: looking to get a dog, if you're going to get a purebred, you're probably going to spend a grand or more on that purebred. To buy it. To buy it. And then when you get the dog, you're going to have to get it spayed or neutered. That's going to be another, I don't know, $300, something like that. Whereas if you rescue a dog, you know, the typical adoption fee is three to $400, and the dog comes fully vetted with all of its first vaccinations, microchipped, hmm. and spayed or neutered. It actually has to be spayed or neutered before you can uh, adopt it.
0: Well, that's good to know. But then you have to pay for um, oh, veterans, veterinarians, or grooming, or food you want to travel and not bring the dog with you you have to board the dog someplace maybe for a week yeah uh and you know i'm lucky i can bring my girls with me
1: every day otherwise i probably would have to you know figure out some type of doggy daycare or something
0: let's just uh, clarify that when you say girls you mean you two female dogs right yes okay luna and willow okay and uh yeah, you know wonderful dogs they're great uh
1: companions they're great perfect mascots here at the office because they they love everyone um, but, yeah, no, dogs can be expensive, especially if you don't have a place to bring them uh, every day. Um, it's also a different world where people are um, really more aware of what they're putting into their dogs, so um, you know getting better premium dog food instead of stuff with byproducts and mm-hmm. all kinds of
0: garbage in it. What about pet insurance? Is that something that you recommend or have? I had it um it's the only type of
1: insurance that we don't sell here um you know we do home and auto and commercial and liability and everything motorcycle rvs everything but we do not sell pet insurance um i think that we probably could i personally don't recommend it um Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because i had it for um my last dog who ended up passing away and very little was actually covered Uh, we went about $6,000 out of pocket for emergency surgeries and vet visits. And um, when I rescued my current dogs, I got pet insurance and um, Luna started having seizures and uh, the pet insurance wouldn't cover the medicine, the treatments, anything. Oh, wow. Um, So you really have to read the fine print as to what it will or will not cover. It will cover things like if your dog gets hit by a car and needs to have emergency surgery to you know, reset a broken bone and and that type of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that pet insurance will not cover. So read the fine print. And I can't. I was furious when it wouldn't cover any of uh, Luna's medicine or treatment for the
0: seizure. So I just canceled it outright. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Peter is the dog whisperer. So if you want to know anything about rescue dogs, uh, give him a call. He'll be happy to answer for you. Well, the bottom line, I think, where you were going
1: with this is a lot of people have been trying to adopt dogs and, and rescue dogs during the pandemic to have as a companion because they're home. Mm-hmm. But as you said, what are you going to do when you go back to work? And we have seen situations where people surrender a dog after rescuing it or adopting it, and it's really a, a shameful thing to do. So only do it if you know what's involved. Um, it's really not fair to the dog or the people who are involved in rescue to surrender the dog back. They it's- are expensive, the food, the vet visits. And then if your dog has an issue like my dog has with the
0: seizures, then you can get into some real expenses. But they're great company, they're, they're wonderful, and you've saved a couple of lives, so look at it that way. I wanna give you another quotation from Joe Biden. I told you I've got a bunch of quotations, and today's a good day, I think, to do that. Uh, this was written before the pandemic. He said, we didn't crumble after 9-11, we didn't falter after the Boston Marathon, but we are America, Americans will never, ever stand down. We endure, we overcome, we own the finish line. I guess you could say that today, too. This is a tough time, isn't it?
1: Well, definitely. I mean, Americans are very resilient,
0: and we will always move on and, and persevere. So, Well, let's let's move along a little bit. We talked about personal values, and how you spend your money really says a lot about you and what you are and what kind of a future you expect to have. How about retirement planning, Pete? We do a lot of work with retirement planning at USA Wealth Group, and today you've gotta have some flexibility. Maybe you didn't earn as much money in 2020 and you're gonna need to work longer. Maybe you got more aid, maybe you didn't get aid. Uh, Some people made more money on unemployment with the supplement that they received of $600 um, a week, but other people haven't. A lot of people are still out of work and still looking for work. I know I saw a lot of people who were complaining on Facebook saying, I'm
1: still working, even right in the middle of the pandemic where everybody was quarantining, uh, and I'm getting my regular pay. Meanwhile, people who are taking advantage, and there were a lot of people who were taking advantage, were on unemployment and earning more than they were before. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, Well, if you're still working and you have a retirement plan at work, even if you're not ready to retire, we're happy to review your 401k or your 403b plan for you and see if maybe it might need some rebalancing. If you're not getting that kind of a help uh, on an individual basis, it's one of the things that we can help and take a look at.
1: Well, we are full service. I mean, we look at everything from all angles on all sides. Uh, Some people come to us with um, early buyout offers, and we weigh the, the pros and the cons and give them all the uh, the details and the fine print so they can make a more informed decision about whether it makes sense to do the early buyout. Um, you know, we sometimes can do in-service distributions for people if they choose to do that and they're not happy with, uh, you know, their, their current retirement. Um, we can do it all. And we also can look at, you know, whether your pension can be taken and should be taken in a lump sum or, you know, if you're going to choose option A, option B, option C, a lot of people don't even know what those options are, uh, and sometimes people will come to us after it's too late, and say, you know, so and so passed, and now I'm getting nothing from uh, his pension. Um, so it's it's important to see us and see us early.
0: Well, I met with some folks recently. Um, husband or wife. The husband has retired. He has a fairly respectable pension. Um, I'm not going to tell you the amount, but it's over forty thousand dollars a year. But he specifically selected option A, which means it only goes for his lifetime. When he dies, the pension stops. There's nothing left for his wife. And she initially was very concerned about how does she get by and how does she survive? Neither of them has any significant social security. Like I'm talking a really small amount, like $150 for one and $75 for the other. But they do have something else. They've got some fairly significant bank accounts, and they've got some fairly significant money, um, unfortunately, it needs to be rebalanced and repositioned. We see that a lot. Well, I was
1: just going to say, in situations like that, that's where you set aside some of that pension money every month and do some type of investing so that it will be there for your spouse because, sorry guys, but you know, chances are you're going to pass before your spouse. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, men typically die before women. So Mm -hmm. um, the other option is, as we talk about all the time, life insurance. So if you have selected a pension but you're still young enough to qualify for a life insurance policy that makes sense, even if it's just a a term policy, uh, we can do that, and that will protect your spouse
0: if you've chosen option A already. And so think about the concept of rebalancing. If you've got some money in the bank, that's a good thing. If you've got a lot of money in the bank, that might not be a good thing. Bank rates are less than a half a percent, sometimes less than a quarter of a percent interest right now. If you've got a rate of inflation of 1.2%, you're losing money. So we understand that you might want to keep some money for liquidity, but your money should be working for you. The Treasury Department, uh, Federal Reserve have predicted that the interest rates for the next two years are gonna continue to stay really, really low, historically low. And there are some things that you could do, we could show you where you could make a lot more money.
1: I was just going to talk about, um, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll actually get into it now or not, but uh, inflation is really a, a killer and we see a lot of people who have far too much money in CDs or in bank accounts mm-hmm. that are, that's earning much less than the, the rate of inflation. And that's really doing a huge disservice to yourself. Um, and then we see other people, like I said, I've, I've seen some people with an enormous amount of money in one stock. So we see it all. Um, if you have a large amount of money in the bank, hopefully not in you know your mattress or anything, um, meet with us. We can show you some ways to earn quite a bit more than what the banks will do for you and, and earn certainly more than inflation. But it's still principle protected. You can't lose a nickel. And you have to work at
0: it a little bit. Uh, a gentleman named Stephen Leacock once said, "I am a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more of it I have." Yep, yeah, that's true. You make your own luck. Yep. Uh, one of the other statistics from the Wall Street
1: Journal article I talked about a while back uh, is 51% of consumers now say that they are saving more monthly. And we're never like that before. So almost just over half of Americans are now actually
0: saving money monthly when they were not before. And a lot of people have used this time to pay down credit card debt, pay off credit card debt, pay things down so they'll be in a much more secure position going forward. I want to give you a quote also from Thomas Edison. He once said, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Yeah. Well, some
1: of the people that we've seen in the office who have the largest retirement accounts. Um, I remember one person in particular, uh, you know, longtime firefighter, worked as a plumber on the side, mm-hmm. had quite a bit of assets because he worked his butt off. Um, somebody else who came into the office um, 15 years ago now, I'm thinking, um, he had one of the largest um, retirement portfolios we've ever seen. He came in with Dirty jeans and a dirty white
0: T-shirt. Right. Worked his butt off. Yep. So we see that a lot. It has to do with discipline. It has to do with uh, doing things on a regular basis. And a lot of times people will simply have what we call a side gig, a side job. So I wonder how many people listening today have thought, well, I've got my regular job. I'm not really happy with what it it pays me, but that's what I have, so that's what I do. On the other hand, you'll have a similar person who will have a side job or a side business, and they'll do something else to make money. Sort of the American way, isn't it? Yeah, it Just is. When you think of it, and um, so Thomas Fuller once said, "All things are difficult before they are easy." So think about having a side gig. It's something else that you can do to make money. And um, do you have a side gig, Pete?
1: Oh, I, I don't know you're... if you'd call the fire department a side gig or not. I, I don't do it for the money, and
0: no, you and do it's... it for the. The reward and for helping people. All those kinds of reasons, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I would do it if there was nothing involved in terms of monetary um, you know, reward. I know that you don't you're not crazy about me doing a lot of Joe Biden jokes today. The old quotations. The only reason is just because he's new and he's been around a long time. He once said, Failure at some point in your life is inevitable, but giving up is unforgivable. Or did I say that already, I can't remember. But I repeat myself. <laughs> well, let's talk about the impact of inflation. We haven't seen real inflation for a long time. We have very low interest rates right now. When inflation comes back, it's gonna come back with a vengeance. And it's the reason that a house that I paid for 40 years ago, perhaps, it cost $21,700, today cost $350,000. Same house, same location. That's the the impact of inflation. And if you don't have funds invested in something that's going to generate a better return for you, or at least more than the rate of inflation, then you're simply losing money. And we've got articles and things we can give you uh, about that as well. But um, think about rebalancing. Think about where your money is invested. And the third thing that's really important to think about always is taxes, Every single thing that we look at here, we look at with the idea of what's the tax impact of this? If you have too much money, are you going to pay too much taxes? Are there ways you can reduce your taxes? Um, if you were in business and received a PPP loan, payroll protection program loan, um, and you qualify to have that loan forgiven because you used it primarily for payroll expenses and rents, and utilities as an example when that loan is forgiven that does not constitute taxable income to you you don't have to pick it up on your tax return so uh, we're helping some clients go through that process right now if you are in that position it's complicated your bank will help you and we will also help you Um, did you want to talk at all about charitable giving sure let's talk about charitable giving So, um, I don't have the exact percentages in in front of me right now, but I do know that for charitable gifts that were made in 2020, you can deduct more than you could the prior year in 2019. Uh, The limitation was increased. I do know that every charity known to man has sent me some kind of a notice or an advertisement at the end of the year. It's a favorite time for giving. But I also know that it's important to help others and it's important to give, isn't it, Pete? It is. And uh, 46%
1: of people who typically give to charities gave more in 2020 because of the COVID crisis. Uh, and we're talking about uh, just regular charitable giving, um, not um, charitable remainder trusts and, and planning for yourself uh, and your your estate and your estate taxes, Uh, but just charitable giving in in general with regards to food banks and homeless shelters.
0: And there's lots of good ways to give. In New Bedford, we have the Community Foundation. They've been very successful. They have a full-time staff, and they give out a lot of money to other nonprofits, as an example. So if you don't have close family members on your estate plan, possibly, then think about naming the Community Foundation as an end beneficiary. The money's going to go to excellent use, and it'll help sponsor and pay for bills for other nonprofits in the community. Regardless of whether you have children or not, um, you know if you want to
1: leave money to beneficiaries uh, or if you want to leave money to charity, there's, a way that we can, there's ways that we can assist you in doing that. Again, whether it's just reducing your estate now, um, if you have a large estate, Um, or reducing it uh, later, uh, you know, with charitable remainder trusts. There's all kinds of different ways that we can uh, work with you to give you a better advantage with your taxes and your estate taxes.
0: Yeah, there are lots of people in our community who contribute and help others, Americans in general, do that. Uh, We ran, um, or I should say we didn't run, we sponsored a very successful Toys for Tots program with the United States Marine Corps Reserves this past year, didn't we? Yeah, it was our most successful year ever. and People were very
1: generous. It was partially because I promoted it a lot more on social media than I had in the past, uh, which is lesson learned. I'll, I'll need to do that next year for sure. Uh, usually I only put like one post, maybe two. Uh, I posted quite a bit this year, and it really paid off, uh, but I also think that people felt more generous this year because maybe they did have a little bit more than others, and they felt... It, you know, a good
0: year and a good time to, to donate to a good cause. Well, I've helped lots of people over the years um, who didn't have close family members or any family members, and it's it's been a wonderful thing to watch them uh, give money to charities and, and leave money for charities. And that's another way that we can assist with life insurance if you do
1: have good point a large estate and you want to leave a larger uh, benefit to either beneficiaries or to a charity. That's a great way to... Uh, leave a legacy and I mean a real legacy your name will be all over that charity uh, for years to come you
0: want to talk about um, the uh, the hockey rink do you remember that yeah no I've, I have a couple up in the Middleborough area that uh, the husband has since died uh, they were married didn't have children um, they were both in the educational field in their local high school and they had amassed over two million dollars in money Half of it was going to go to set up a scholarship fund in their school, and I said, "Why don't you name it after your parents?" So they did that, and that's that's a living legacy. That much money is going to generate a lot of scholarship help for kids. The other half was going to be used for um, helping to sponsor and construct a local hockey rink. I mean, you can you can do some wonderful things to help people. Um, And also help your your own, you know, taxes and your estate taxes, like I said. Yep. So so don't forget charitable giving ever. Don't forget taxes ever. And don't forget that we have a wealth of material that we're happy to provide to you. And thank you for your listenership. We're not going to give it to you all at once, but um, we can give you a tax summary for 2021 if you want to know what the tax brackets are and the tax rates. Or maybe you want a guide to Medicare planning. We do a show typically in the fall on that as well. And we've got the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting Social or Cutting College Costs, not Social Security. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I mean, we can mail that. Yeah, you don't want to cut your Social Security. We can mail any of these to you, um, so you don't even have to leave your home to get it. Uh, The other thing that, you know, we failed to mention is we have eight years of radio shows. Some of the shows way back, may not be relevant now with any tax law changes or uh, you know product changes, who knows. But basically, we can get you a radio show if you don't have a computer, but we have most of the shows online that you can listen to. If you If you're not somebody who goes online, doesn't have a computer, we can get you a copy of the show on CD and mail that to you as well. And I don't think that there's a topic that we haven't discussed, and people's lives change frequently, drastically, something that you may not have needed to, you know, have information on a year or two ago, may be re- very relevant to you now, call the office, ask if there's a, a recent radio show on a certain topic that may be relevant to you now, and I'm sure that we can produce something for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And a very quick reminder as we're starting to wind down uh, for today, USA Wealth Group and Arbor Insurance Brokerage are financial companies here. We do income planning uh, Peter's very competent at doing Social Security strategy planning, IRAs, making sure you have proper beneficiaries named. We help with pension strategies, college planning, charitable planning, tax planning, retirement planning, life insurance, and reverse mortgages. And you just mentioned something that reminded me. Make sure that you
1: are keeping up to date with your accounts in terms of your beneficiaries. If uh, you know a spouse has passed or you've gotten a divorce or Uh, a child has gotten a divorce or going through a divorce, make sure that you have changed and updated your
0: beneficiary forms on all of your accounts. Yep. And quickly, I want to mention uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency does homeowners insurance, car insurance, cars, motorcycles, trucks, RVs, commercial insurance. Uh, They can help you with that. Cheryl is really uh, very, very helpful, very useful. And the law firm does all the kinds of things we talked about. Give them a call at 508-998-8800. Most importantly, do some planning. This is a good time. If you haven't been hit in the stomach at least once during this time of pandemic, boy, uh, I don't know when you're ever going to be. We're not out of the woods yet. We still have to get vaccines distributed, and we've got a lot of things that we still need to accomplish, don't we? Um, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. He was not only president of the United States he was a master mason he said nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care so do something to help other people do something particularly to help your family and do something to help yourself thank you Pete thank you for listening ladies and gentlemen we're always glad to have you with us Um, sometimes I think we have too much information to give out but we're very organized in how we do it so give us a call We're always here to help you. Thank you.